But I, I want to let you know, as I studied this week, I saw something in, in this story this week that I've never seen before. And it was like a punch in the gut as God showed me uh, something that's really cool about this story. So, so just so you have context of what's gone on, Jesus is raised from the dead. All right? And then those folks up there, Mary and Peter, both saw that he wasn't there. And so, verse 13, now, that same day. Everybody say same day. This is really, so it's still Easter. Now, that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them. Someone say cool. But then, but then were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them named Cleopas asked him, Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened here in these days? What things, he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, he replied, He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. Did you notice the was? Someone say, I noticed the was. The priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it's the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but they didn't find a body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women said. But they did not see Jesus. He said to them, How foolish you are, and how, how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going farther. But then they urged him strongly, stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks broke it, and he began to give it to them. Then their eyes were open, and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road, and he opened the scripture to us? Then they got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven and those with them assembled together and saying, It is true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. Let's pray. Father, this is your word, not mine. I ask you, Holy Spirit, to clearly show us what you would have us to learn from your word today. Holy Spirit, fill us, renew us, empower us to serve you. 
and to be more like you. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. So this is, this is an interesting story. It's called Emmaus. Emmaus, this word Emmaus is only used once in the whole New Testament. Uh, this story is told briefly in the book of Mark. An interesting thing is happening, right? Uh, notice in the scripture, and I, I think she'll put it up there, that, that they were going from Jerusalem. Everybody say, from Jerusalem. This is really key. This is where the resurrection took place, right? Jesus raised again from the dead. That happened in Jerusalem. What way were they going? Away from Jerusalem. They were moving away from the resurrection. They were going away from the resurrected Christ. Isn't that interesting? Aren't you supposed to go towards the resurrected Christ on Easter? Isn't this something that, that, that in each of our lives that we want to be heading towards the resurrected Christ, not away from the resurrected Christ? And these two guys are headed away. Now, I found a great picture of kind of what is happening here. If we can, some artist read this story and put these guys, they're walking away and they notice this other guy walking behind them. Now, we know the secret that they don't know. Who's the third guy? Oh, you guys are excited this morning. Who's the third guy? Jesus. They're walking away from Jesus, aren't they? Now I want you to think about this. The resurrected Christ, the resurrection is back here. They are walking here. There is Peter and Mary and all the folks back there who want to see the resurrected Christ. But where is Jesus? Going after the people who were walking away from the resurrection. I never noticed that in this story, ever. I never thought about it. But this week, that hit me like thunder. It just, well, thunder doesn't hit you. It hit me like lightning. Well, can you imagine this? That even when we walk away from the resurrection, Jesus still goes after us. Hello? I mean, think of it. How many of you have ever walked away from the resurrection, gone away, said, I know what it is, I know where it is, I know what Jesus is, He's not dead, He's alive, I get all that, but I'm walking this way. And how many of you, when you did that, did He show up? You know, I, I was walking away from Jesus because I got so freaked out about my call to ministry. I graduated magna cum laude from Muskingum University. Top history student in the school. The only job I could get was making $5 an hour at Wendy's. There's nothing wrong with working at Wendy's, but when you owe $20,000 on student loans, that doesn't get you very far. See, I was so afraid of my call to ministry, I was trying to hide from God in Wendy's washing dishes. 
And you know, while I was washing dishes, Jesus showed up. A song called Place in This World by Michael W. Smith came on the radio that night at 1 o'clock in the morning. And I heard God say to me, Rob, this is your place till you head back to me. It doesn't matter how far you go. He is searching for you. And He will find you. Now it's up to you if you're going to recognize Him or not. But I don't care where you are this morning, you're not too far that Jesus can't get to you. Are you guys out there? Isn't that true? There's a song we're going to sing in just a few minutes called Reckless Love. Have any of you heard that song before? A couple of you, good. Because we're going to sing it, you might have to learn it at first. But the bridge says this, There's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. Our God, Jesus, the resurrected Jesus, will not leave you alone. He will come after you. He told a story about that, right? He said there was a shepherd that had a hundred sheep. Have you heard it? And there were 99 doing what they were supposed to, but one walked away. And the shepherd stayed with the 99. No, he didn't. He went after the one. This is the story. Do you understand that? The walk to Emmaus is Jesus walking that story out in real life. I don't care what drug you're addicted to. I don't care what brokenness you've experienced, Jesus can meet you there. Can anybody say amen to that? So Jesus finds them. He doesn't stay behind them. He finds them. They're kept from seeing Him, and we'll get to that in a moment, but how did He find them? This is how we know they didn't believe the resurrection actually happened. Uh, In verse 17, it says they were downcast how can you be downcast if jesus just raised again from the dead are you with me if this just happened and they believed it there's no way you could be downcast right they were downcast and what does the scripture say in verse 21 they had everybody say had they had hope Their hope was gone. Folks, if somebody conquers death, don't you have hope? How could you have hope and not, or had hope and not have hope? They were broken. They didn't believe Jesus raised again from the dead. They believed that that those women, well, you know, you can't trust women, right? I'm just, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that society said that. Actually, a, a woman's testimony in the first century was not accepted in court. I would believe my wife if she said that, of course. But they didn't believe the wife because they were male chauvinists. How's that? That's, they didn't believe, but they didn't believe Peter either. 
They had hoped. And some of you this morning are downcast. And some of you have lost your hope because you keep on walking further and further away from the resurrection. See, when we're looking towards the resurrection, it brings our head up. We're no longer downcast. We might still have problems, but we know if resurrection happens, so can it in my life, whatever I might be facing. And they're walking with Jesus. And it says, they were kept from recognizing Him. Now, we could argue and get into a theological debate on what that means, whether that's because of their attitudes or Jesus was just playing with them. That's as theologically deep as I'm going to get right now. Because what I want you to see is from verse 16 to verse 31, they were kept from recognizing Him. Then in verse 31 it says, then their eyes were open and they what? What I want to know, how did that transformation happen? How did that transformation happen? Because if there's a point in my life that it's hard for me to recognize that the resurrected Jesus is with me and coming after me, because we all have moments in our lives where we are downcast and we are hopeless, or am I the only one? I want to know what happened for them, and, and I, I hope you're going to be excited about what happened to them, but, but, but let, me, let me give you an example of, of what took place. All right, I want you to look at this first picture. What do you see? Two faces. How many of you see a vase? How many of you now see both, because I've said both? See what happened? Just a little more information and you're able to see both. That one's an easy one. Let's do a harder one. This is a classic one. How many of you see a young, fancy woman? How many of you see an old, haggard woman? Alright, so if you look down at the, the lady's chin, for those who see the fancy lady, now look at that. That's a nose. Do you see it? Why didn't you see it before? You weren't looking with enough intention. Let's try one more. How many of you see Jesus carrying the cross? How many of you see Jesus? How many of you now see both? Do you see what happened? With intentionality and somebody helping you see both of those things, suddenly what was not there is there what takes place so this transformation happens so that they are kept from recognizing him and now they recognize him well three things happen first jesus spoke the word to them oh come on pastor you're not going to go back to the classical disciplines are you yep because that's actually what jesus did but i want you to see this In verse 27, are you there? Look with me. Verse 27. I should really get bifocals. And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all. Everybody say all. 
all, everybody say all, all the Scriptures concerning Himself, the Messiah. This is called Messianic prophecy. You with me? There are over 300 Messianic prophecies. He went over all of them with the disciples. You see why a seven-mile trip, which should have taken two hours, took all day? All of them. I have to ask you to permission to read 23 verses. Can you imagine? He went over, so now what we're going to do? No. (laughs) See, it took time. Time time in the Word and with the Word. Uh, You're not getting it. Maybe you're not seeing the resurrected Christ because you're not spending time in the Word and with the Word. This isn't the one-minute devotion, folks. This isn't five minutes listening to, to Scripture. Uh, Maybe you're not seeing the resurrected Christ showing up in your life. You can't see Him because you're not spending enough time in the Word and with the Word. Let's evaluate. You and me. How many of you watched an hour of TV last week? How many of you read, don't raise your hands, no show-offs. How many of you read Scripture for an hour last week? How many of you watched TV more than five hours last week? Spent five hours last week on Facebook. All right, now I'm, I'm getting pesky, aren't I? Played a game on your phone. Isn't it interesting? We spend all this time walking away from the resurrection and spend so little time headed towards the resurrection. No no wonder we don't see the resurrected Christ. The second thing they did was they walked together. Do you notice that? Seven-mile walk, they, they walk together. Jesus, we call this fellowship. We're Grove City Vineyard Christian. Now, notice, even though Jesus calls them stupid, right? He does. He says, don't you guys get it? Then he made them listen to all 300 and some messianic prophecies. Right? But he was non judgmental. He stayed with them. He held them accountable. We need that type of fellowship in our lives so we can walk towards a resurrection. We need people in our lives who are walking towards the resurrection so we will walk towards a resurrection. You just ask me 
If I think that if I hang out with all kinds of people who were walking farther and farther away from the resurrection, and I'm not hanging around with people who are walking towards the resurrection, whether I am going to be headed towards the resurrection or not, there is no way I'm going to be going with them. I'm going to be going with them. Maybe we don't see Jesus. Because we're not hanging around enough people on a regular basis who know Jesus. Are you? There's a third thing that's ha- that happens, and I'm going to call it worship. Everybody say worship. worship. Luke 24, 30. Oh, this, is, this is cool. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. What was he doing there? It's worship. He was, it was communion. It was a first communion service post-resurrection. And he did it with people walking away from the resurrection. Isn't that cool? Those three things together. What I want you to see in that worship, there's an intentionality. And see, when we have, we spend time in the Word and have relationship with those who are following Jesus and we are intentional about how we're doing it, what's going to happen? What happens to them? They suddenly what? Recognize Jesus. There's an old chorus that said, He's there in plain view. Take a good look. What is their response at that point? What is their response? Whoa. Have you, had, had, have you ever had one of those aha moments? Where all of a sudden, you, you're doing those things and you go, Whoa! I just saw something I've never seen before. Am I, th- I actually went on a spiritual retreat called the Emmaus Walk 25 years ago. I, I went on that spiritual retreat and I said to God, God, I am giving up finding a wife. I, I am done. I keep on blowing it. I keep on going out with the wrong type of people. I, I, just, I just give up. I'm going on this retreat and I'm going to be a celibate monk from now on. That's... So, so you know what the Emmaus walk is. There's actually a little walking and lots of eating, but it, it, it's, it's focused on three things. Word, relationship, and worship. So we're doing that. We're doing that. And this choir sings on Saturday night. Anybody see Sister Act? Anybody see Sister I'm dating myself. Well, they were doing Sister Act. And one of the girls in it looked about my age. She didn't have a ring on. And I'm like, that is pastor wife material right there. She is singing to a bunch of guys on a Christian retreat on a Saturday night instead of out partying. I was going to become a monk. 
Jesus showed me my wife. We were engaged four months later, married a year later. Why? Because I was spending focused time on the Word, fellowship, and worship, and Jesus showed up. And when Jesus shows up like that, what is our response? What's their response? We're, he- we're heading back. They went back to Jerusalem. They wanted to tell everybody. That's our response when we see Jesus, right? We want more of him. Yeah. Are you there? We're going to sing a song. Worship team, come on up. We're going to sing a song that uh, has just blessed me over the last few weeks as I've, I've learned it. And so what I'd like you to do is just sit and learn it for a little bit. Can you do that? Uh, learn the words. I, I'm going to ask you to get up in a moment. But here's my challenge to you as you listen to it. If you came this morning and you know you're you're walking away from the resurrection right now in your life. And you want to head back towards the resurrection and you want to be able to see the resurrected Christ in your life. As we sing the bridge together, I just invite you to come up and let them open your eyes. I'm not asking anybody to pray for you, but if you need prayer, just just come over to me and I'll find somebody to pray with you. But I want you to be able to see Jesus. And I want you to leave here always going in the direction of the resurrected Christ. Amen?